Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's The Drink Talking, with The Thinking Drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon, and Mistress of Wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze, news and views, from Absinthe to Zinfandel. Chin Chin what? Hello listeners and welcome to our podcast, It's The Drink Talking, another half an hour-ish of uh, liquid entertainment, liquid learning, down down, uh, your lug holes. My name's Tom Sandham, I am hosting today, I am a spirits expert, for those who've never listened to our podcast before, and I'm joined as ever by my two colleagues, to my right is Ben McFarland, the beer man. Hello everybody, how are you doing? You Uh, alright Tom? Yeah, I'm alright, how are you doing Ben? Have you had a a lovely week? I've I've just come straight from the uh, doctor, I had my uh, (laughs) 40 year old checkup. Oh, in, yeah. I too uh, have so, had one of those. Yeah, but they, they give mine you years they ago. have a bit of, oh. <laughs> a, bit of an MOT. <laughs> really, I was surprised you've had to have it yet. Well, I've had a birthday so. since I saw you, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Thanks. How old are you? 40 something. 40 something. <laughs> Your age plus four, I think. Oh, okay. What? I didn't know you were, you were as old mm. as that. <laughs> oh, I look old. good, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you do. You yeah, look thanks very much. Beautiful. That's very good. Uh, and that thanks. is Sam. That's Sam Caporn, our wine expert. Uh, Hello, Sam. How are you? You all right? I'm good. A bit sweaty. Got lost on the way here. Okay. Yeah, oh, so oh, I'm oh, calming oh. down. Um, the hot flushes are going, which aren't related it, to being 44 mm. yet. But no, very good, actually. Feeling perky. Good. Ready to do my tasting segment today. Yes, you are tasting. Ben's doing a legend. What it's you going doing? to be amazing. I'm doing the spit or swallow, so I guess we'll just Let's crack on. Let's crack go on. For it, I'm going to start with my swallow. It's been a good week all round uh, for drinking. Has um, it? I, well, yes, because we're into February. Yay! So all those yes. dry <laughs> January Dickheads. Banging on the door of pubs going, open up. <laughs> They're there. Well, we, we do. That could have been my swallow, the end of dry January, but it's not. But but well done, everyone. If you did abstain during January, then hard well lines, but at least it's over. Please don't binge. And I bet they're slimmer. They might be, but don't binge. Now it's done. I uh, understand you were out with a dry January uh were you doing your Italian tasting and someone was on oh, dry yeah, January yeah, and they fell off the wagon absolutely spectacularly yeah, that yeah. isn't really the way to no. come off the, the dry January no, no, drink no. less drink better Ben that's what we say isn't it and that means you can not give up did you give them grief January. it was my brother-in-law we did this Italian street food course on a Friday Italian night it was really good it was really good although the street food they made us cook was as far as I could tell an omelette <laughs> which was <laughs> well, uh, like, Italian dish they were, yeah they were sort of saying and then you get the eggs and you mm. you whisk them and then what you do you sort of 
put the liquid into the pan. And I'm thinking, oh. this is very similar to an omelette. <laughs> an, oh, an, an, an omelette. Omelette. Mm, yeah. Well, we went for drinks afterwards, and the people in the bar, there was a big group of lads in the bar, who were the Red Arrows. Mm. Oh, sexy. They were. Oh, they? Right. I think they're quite sort of They're quite straight laced, yeah. Characters, uh, aren't But they? the concept kind of, of the thought is sexy. Mm. They're the guys who... Fly little planes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. I said to them, are you the guys that fly little planes? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, years and years and years and years and years and years and years ago, when I was a girl, I stayed in a hotel, possibly in Devon, where the Red Arrows were staying, and got stuck in a lift, which potentially is where my hatred of tubes comes from. Mm. Which is why I'm hot and sweaty today, because I was late and had to walk. And, and da, 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 got da, da, a taxi. Then had to get a taxi. And gave a £5 tip on a £5 <laughs> fare, accidentally. <laughs> which I did get back. Yeah, good. Good for you. <laughs> I did laugh in his face and say, no. <laughs> I gave you a tenner to pay for my fare, not to <laughs> buy you a beer as well. Now I'll give you my change. Um, so it could have been that. It could have been um, our shows, Ben. We'd had a show in uh, yes. Canterbury this Big week. thanks Ooh, to the people nice. of Canterbury. Like Canterbury. Nice. Uh, there were a few people in the audience who had a bit to drink. In fact, one of them too much, arguably. I should give some context here. When Ben and I did a, a radio interview with BBC Radio Bristol, to name and shame, the woman uh, on the other end of the line described me as a gym car lookalike, which Ben thought was hilarious. Well, in Canterbury, they described him as a Paul Hollywood lookalike. So, whilst I was in the middle of a, a comedic monologue, a woman in the yeah. front row who um, I think had been drinking all day, just apropos of nothing, just went. You look like Paul Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with it? I bet you don't it's get not a heck, very it's often. Not it's not a really heckle. It's, no. just, it's just a comment. I mean, she later on did describe us as MFs. I'm not prepared to say that one on the podcast. Mm. She just said, you're Mips. MFs. No, if you're not, MILF... Yeah, no, 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 mother, mother funkers. Yeah, that's what she's called. Yeah, so she was just, she was. I was going somewhere else for that. Yeah, yeah, we're not milfs. No, thanks for that, Canterbury. Has anyone have had to be escorted off the premises ever for a chunder? Not in our show. No, people generally aren't inebriated. That's the whole point of our educational approach: is that people drink less, drink better. But that's not my swallow. No, my swallow. There's so many things. There's Glenmorangie Spios, they, they launched that this week, which is a private edition from the Glenmorangie guys, and I was in a private member's bar drinking very expensive oh, whiskey. Oh, here we go. Yes, I would have bought some in for you, but you are peasants. <laughs> members so being operative word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were actually quite, I'm not going to go into that, but yes, you're right, Ben, you're not far off the mark. Could have been uh, tequila, Bacardi bought um, Patron for 5.1 billion, Yeah, but there's an agave shortage, so it wasn't tequila, because that really would be my spit, and Ben and I are going to Mexico. Yeah, we're going together. Well, because you don't need spirits. Uh, That's true. Ben doesn't. Why are you coming? He's coming. I don't know. I'm going just to hold my hand. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll talk about that as a spit or, or swallow, depending on how the agaves are doing in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, my swallow is actually uh, some old dude. <laughs> it's just an old dude, and a hundred and five-year-old. So he is pretty old. And his name's Jack Reynolds, and I know uh, Sam. You've seen this yes, story in the in the press today. Now I picked it up from a local newspaper and this 105 year old was abseiling the video is on the Derbyshire Times site. Please go and check it out. It's less impressive than you might think when I say an 105-year-old uh, abseiling. He's sort of going up and down a rope in a, a warehouse being pulled up and down. Still, he is 105. Uh, in itself,
itself, it, the story rang a bit of a bell. Jack Reynolds and a 105-year-old doing something interesting. But it turns out, and this is why it rang a bell, because in 2014, this same pensioner was in the Daily Mail and he was celebrating becoming the oldest ice bucketeer. So I knew I recognised this an old ice bucketeer. You know when they did the ice bucket challenge? Oh, right? oh yeah. This, this, That's uh, dangerous. This old, this old boy did it with um, just in his underpants, in Union Jack underpants. So he's got form. And what I liked about the Derbyshire Times was they've obviously... This is something I have experience of doing as a local journalist. They found this old <laughs> guy who does things occasionally... And they've just made sure they stay in touch with him. Because yeah. every without, now and then... But without killing him. <laughs> yeah. Don't get him to just do anything. No, is he still alive? Let's see what he's done this week. So what is... Uh, I wonder sorry, who... Sorry, what's Jack the Lance. oldest age of whoever's lived the longest? Oh, that was actually... That was <laughs> on, uh, well, we were talking well, about well, that well, on the radio yeah. the other day. So well, who's, who's the oldest person in the world? <laughs> yeah. Or who no, was who the oldest was, person? What is the greatest... Oh, I see. Who is oldest person? Well, I don't Ah. know, but I tell you what, I bet you they've got there because they were drinking. Because the reason that Jack's relevant is because he drinks whiskey every day. How much? He has a glass with his breakfast, with his cup of tea, has Hmm. a glass of whiskey every day. And it's that that he puts down to his fortitude and his courage and his long life. So. Jack is actually celebrating the fact that he has a glass of whiskey and he does all these amazing things. And this story, I mean, the first story with the ice bucket challenge got picked up by the Daily Mail mm. as well as the local press. This one's been picked up, this abseiling story with Jack, 105, so a few years on, by uh, the drinks press and by the Metro as well. So, I mean, well, this well guy, done, Jack. Fame in a later... The autumn of life. I mean, he is unlikely to last much more than two or three years, let's be honest. So I think he needs to up Up. the risk factor. (laughs) Okay, well, because the abseiling is all very well, but abseiling is essentially walking... Up a wall. Well, he's not, you see. This is why you need to see the video. <laughs> really? He's, he's just, just been dragged just dangling off, isn't he? Yeah. And being pulled <laughs> up and down. He's done some other things as well. The oldest person to ride a non-inversion roller coaster. It's called the Twistosaurus at Yorkshire's Flamingo Land. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> Which, that, that sounds dangerous. Sound, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to Yorkshire's <laughs> Flamingo Land. It, it could be a very safe place, but some of the regional theme parks do leave a bit to... Be desired in the safety. Not Yorkshire. That no. would be that would be uh, slanderous or libelous. Uh, libelous. Thank you, Ben. Mm. Um, and when he was 104, he became the first person to receive a first tattoo. The oldest person to receive a first tattoo. Do you know um, what? Jacko, 1604-1912, inked on his shoulder. Jacko. <laughs> he was also flown in a tiger moth and he did the ice bucket challenge. So it sounds like Jack's a bit of a dude and he drinks whiskey every day. Whiskey is brilliant. So that's my swallow. I would like to caveat that with the fact that if you are drinking a whiskey every morning with your breakfast, <laughs> you should make it a very small <laughs> serving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, no, indeed. Speaking of which, as well, a lot of people who live a long time either seem to put their longevity down to something like whiskey, mm. or often I find reading these things, no children. <laughs> <laughs> that is a surefire guarantee for long life yeah. and happiness. <laughs> as well, don't we all have know. kids, kids. <laughs> yeah. There you go, listeners. Bit of advice, life advice. Don't have kids. No, they're great, aren't they? We love our kids. Should mm. they be listening to this ever later in life? So, on to my spit. And my spit in the face of our exuberant new drinking for February uh, is actually a story about abstinence, but only for women and oh. only for women in Sri Lanka. Mm. 
Uh, so it's quite niche. But, uh, <laughs> can I say? <laughs> can I say? I've read. I think I've read this story as well. Well, you mentioned something about the Sri Lanka thing, but I don't know if you've Maybe got quite one. quite the full. Did they story change the law? Then change it back they again? They did. So the finance minister wanted to bring to an end a four-decade-long ban on women buying alcohol and. Days after he made this announcement, uh, he backtracked, the, didn't he? No, he didn't. Oh, no, he he stuck to his guns. But the leader of the country is either prime minister or the president. President, he suggested that they had to go back on that. So he reinstated the ban from tomorrow. The minister's order will be rescinded, uh, said his so office. So they're not allowed to buy. They're not allowed to buy alcohol. And I think maybe to... you'll work with it either. No, they're Was not allowed to work in the industry. We'll get to that. Oh, I mean, right, the, no, 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 no. Well, it's not really that thunderous, is it? Let's be honest. Um, but the, it's a 39-year-old law, and they were trying to strike sexist bills from the statute. So they had all these good intentions, and the president apparently has been talking a lot about being in favour of women being more empowered, mm. but then suddenly backtracked under pressure from the Buddhists, interestingly. And I always think of Buddhists as quite chilled out characters. <laughs> oh, and, I um, think that's the main I didn't think they'd wade thrust. into something like this, but I think that the alcohol was Yeah, they're not massive fans of the alcohol. So when it came to more people drinking or buying alcohol, I mean, they can drink, that's the thing. They just can't mm. buy it, which seems well, It's just crazy in the 21st century that such gender inequalities still exist. So where was it in the Middle East last year? They can now drive a car on their own. It's like to think that wasn't actually legally yeah. allowed. And I saw um, as well that... Um, Formula One grid girls have gone. Well, and is, that, is that because they're just not as good, though? Uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 the grid girls, not the, uh, the oh, drivers. Oh, the grid girls, I don't the drivers. <laughs> no. Uh, I, no, know, but I was the... listening to this on the radio, and people writing in, emailing and calling and just going, you know, it's political correctness gone oh, mad. And no, but no one pointed out that it just looks shit. Mm. Yeah. Just... They're just and, they're, and they're talking about denying women the the, the right to work. They're, they're not. They're, it's the sexual objectification of women. The people who just who run Formula One have decided this looks shit, mm. so we're sacking you. Yeah. In the same way that any company can sack their employees. This is if an they unnecessary want to expense. Really. And also, just if you look at Formula One in general, just the way they spray those bottles at the end, it's quite phallic it's a bit as well. Nineteen seventies, mm. I think, like, isn't it? Quite phallic. I think yeah. so it was indulgent. Yeah. And yeah, but, no, but it's just <laughs> kind of you know. Look at my huge I've got look at my big bottle spraying everywhere. Um, I've just won uh, the Formula One. You idiots! Just it's not even a sport. Just driving round it and round. It isn't a sport. It isn't a sport. I, no. I mean, back to this Sri Lankan issue, I do think it is strange that there are parts of the world, and Sri Lanka is a place you'd go on holiday, and my wife would expect to be able to buy a drink if she was on holiday. So it can, tour, can tourists? Yeah, I just, they uh, must be able to buy booze. Well, I don't know if there are... Actually, that's a good question. I don't know. But, I mean, the president described women as having impaired decision-making abilities, <gasps> which is pretty ballsy <laughs> stuff I have to say but, uh, it does raise a lot of questions and it, ha- it just got me thinking should women really be drinking and um, <laughs> are they onto something Sam are the Sri Lankans onto something should we do this in the UK Ben <laughs> crucially this was one of the questions I, I had to jot this down does it mean men now have to do the shopping and does the ban impact on shoe sales? On shoe uh, sales? Yeah, anyway. But seriously, women can actually drink the stuff there. But um, they can't actually work in alcohol. Mm. Which, I, I, if you think of all the women in the wine industry, the beer industry, yeah. and I, I was having to think about the women in the spirits industry. Joanne Moore, who's the Greenall's gin distiller, 
exceptional distiller, one of the world's best. Lorena Vasquez at Zacapa, Joy Spence at Appleton Rum, Elizabeth O'Neill, she's a master taster at Woodford Reserve, and women, mm. Uh, mm. scientists have argued, have a better, better tasters. Better tasters. Mm. So you just think, wait a minute, this is mm. like if I'm a bloke in Sri Lanka buying booze, I want to buy the best booze, and you're telling me women can't work in this industry, mm. it's massively restricted. Does Sri Lanka have its own booze industry I mean do they make beer do they make they do make know? beer yeah, yeah well, my favourite Sri Lankan beer is the, uh, it's the you know it's the big one out there <laughs> the, um, that one that one the you Lankan. know it's got bubbles in it and yeah yeah it's yeah. pretty nice <laughs> it's got an elephant on the front isn't it yeah, it's, it's got, got I think it's got an elephant on it yeah. is it Tusker no that's Kenya oh, okay I, I don't know no, what the Sri Lankan beer is Apologies, listeners, but I will bet my bottom dollar that it's got some kind of animal on the label. I don't want your bottom anywhere near my beer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. So, jokes aside, yeah, that's uh, a big sexism big aside, bit for me. Yeah, and from all of us. So there we go. That's the yeah, yeah. solo. Um, women start fighting back in Sri Lanka. I'm going to fight back right now. Do it. Let's start a I'm campaign. Let's just start mine. shoplifting. Let's just start shoplifting because <laughs> yeah. they're not technically oh, yeah. buying it. They're yeah. just nicking it. Yeah, yeah. Like it. Uh, so that's my spistol swallow. Hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Hope it enraged you in some way and uh, and makes you want to look more into that story. Uh, or just have a drink. <laughs> or just, Maybe just have a drink yeah. while you're listening to us moan about shit. But that's the spistol swallow. So now it's time to have a drink this end. We're going to have something from Sam. It's time for a wine tasting, Sam. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is a podcast. It's the drink talking. Yay! Right, so today we are going to try two white wines. So they're the same grape but from different countries. And it's Riesling. Right, before you start, I'm so pleased you brought Riesling in. Uh Because I really like Riesling. But whenever I seem to buy it, I get the wrong Fucking Riesling. <laughs> mm. Why are they mucking about with it? Well, I don't, what, because, you, what do you mean? Right, because there's a Riesling that is very, very minerally and dry. Yes. Uh, and I like that. And then mm-hmm. there's another Riesling, mm-hmm. which is sweeter than a mm. puppy in a dress. It is just <laughs> unbelievably different. Why is right. that? 
What's, um, what's the Riesling for this? Hey, my, oh, my, oh. Oh. Tom, yeah, you're, too, you're too good. <laughs> or? So the thing with Riesling, it looks like it's pronounced Riesling, potentially, but it's Riesling. I say Riesling. Okay. Yeah, because um, you imagine the Germans, Riesling. <laughs> if you say Riesling, it doesn't sound quite as good. Quite as good. Um, <laughs> Careful. So, so going back to <laughs> Riesling, it's grown all around the world, and we've got a one from Germany and one from Australia. They are both dry, but the thing that is really confusing about Riesling, so for example, you have a Chardonnay or a Sauvignon or anything like that, they're generally always dry. Mm. But the thing with Riesling, it's an aromatic variety. It's got a, a lot of what are called monoterpenes, which are like flavour compounds, which are kind of floral. And what happens is they can be very, very dry or they can be sweet. And the labels do try and give you a steer. For example, in Germany, it might say trocken which means dry. And in New Zealand or Australia or the New World, generally they've got a little bit of residual sugar in them, a bit of sweetness, a little bit, but some are very, very tight and racy. And unfortunately, you get basically bugger all on the bottle about it. Some Mm. might say Mm. um, good for a curry or something, which might suggest it's got some sweetness in. But unfortunately, it's very hard to know if it's dry or sweet when you pick up the bottle in the New World. They don't really tell you. Especially given that the bottles are taller, so there's more room to write on them. Yeah, you think it was, yeah. so generally aromatic varietals, good point, are bottled in these flutes. Mm, um, so you also you get, you get burgundy bottles, which are the mm. ones that are kind of more curvy. Then you've got the Bordeaux bottles, which are which claret tends to be in and Cabernet Sauvignon and so on. And then you get these lovely flutes. So let's taste the first one. We've got two, as I said, Rieslings, one from Germany, one from Australia. They're both from Sainsbury's. This one... I like this because it says, I'm going to preempt what you're going to say, but it's called Loosen. Yeah. And you have to loosen the top. Oh. So it's got Loosen written around the top oh, yeah, of the neck. Cute. So yeah. it's an instruction. It's an instruction. So, <laughs> it's basically Dr. Loosen, Riesling 2016. Dr. Loosen. Dr. Loosen. Dr. Loosen those pants. It's That's less. another good point, Ben. So basically, Riesling are known for being low in alcohol. And this one, I think, is oh, it's 8.5. Oh, we've drunk beers oh. stronger than that. Yeah, well, exactly. It's a bonus then. So this it is. is so we're trying to kind of, you know. So this is the uh, German one. So this is the German one. Let's have a read of the back label. A crisp, fruity, and refreshing Riesling from the mineral-rich slate soil of the Moselle Valley, uh, which is the region in Germany most famous for Riesling. So they've got these very, very, very steep soils, and because Germany is very cold, the slate sort of retains the heat and you have these south-facing slopes so that the grapes can ripen. But they still only get to 8.5. And as it said, it's an ideal companion to mildly spicy stir-fried dishes and Indian curries or simply serve it as an imperatif. OK, now Damn. that's when I smell that, mm. again, sweet is not a smell, but it promises yeah. sweetness. And at 8.5%, I kind of feel like... The higher the alcohol content, the sweeter it's going to be. So there must be a lot of sugar in these grapes. Well, no, I think what it is is because it's so cold, they don't ripen mega, mega well because it's a sugar in the grapes that get turned to alcohol. So what they can do in some German wines is chapsidize. We actually add sugar in with the grapes before you ferment the wine Ah, to bring the alcohol levels Ah. up. So it's so cold... 
and Riesling, I think, as a grape, mm. is generally not one that produces high alcohol wines. So even this one from Australia is only 12%. So it's actually so, entirely the opposite. They don't have so it's any, so, but, almost, but it's okay mm, to add yeah. that sugar. Yeah, you right. legally can. Ah. Most places you can't chapterize, mm. but in Germany, the whole thing with Riesling and why it's slightly complicated thing is, you know, as a rule of thumb, they're light, they're floral, they're sort of aromatic, mm. but in Germany they tend to be a bit more kind of floral. Okay. And in Australia, they're more lime and lime blossom and they are generally drier and they can be really searing, really crisp and tight. So the idea that all Rieslings are sweet is completely wrong. And they have these ridiculously convoluted um, sort of wine laws in Germany where they've got like different quality levels. You've got QBA and QMP and the QMP wines, which are the top levels, which I don't think you can chapitalise in. They have things written on them like Cabernet or Spätlaser or Auschlaser. Beer and Auge laser, ice vine, chocolate and beer and and they're all they all relate to the sweetness. And by the time you get right. to the end, they're pudding wines. Right. Okay. As I was going to say, this, this so at first, when you get it in the mouth, it's quite rich and it feels a bit like a, a dessert wine. But, it does but then it really it finishes very dry. And it? yeah, and it's also the thing with Riesling, which is why it is one of the white noble grape varieties, is Riesling can be um, quite sweet, mm. uh, but it has really, really tight acidity. So that it can age really, really well. So the common theme is kind of <clears throat> pale colour, quite f- floral, quite light, quite bright, quite fresh, fresh acid, mm. low alcohol. And one of the reasons it grows very well in the Mosa, where it's cold, is it's got very hard wood. <laughs> That's true. That is really true. Now, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Lucen's mm. uh, wine that we're trying, I think sort of sums up Riesling mm. in a glass because it, I've pretty much finished it. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, can't, it. I can't tell whether that's dry or sweet. It sort I know of seemed, what you mean. It starts sweet, then it's dry, then it's sweet again. It leaves and it's, the mouth mm. very dry, but that's the but acidity. Then that could so be the, it's, the it's, sort it's of sugary. sour. Mm. It's definitely it. got some sweetness oh, on there. I love it. It's and nice. that's a very... Um, At first, it's really very tasty, very sweet. It's, it, I, and I, then I, it just disappears. I don't know what the residual sugar is on this, but I've said it's definitely... A bit. I think Dr. Lucen's been... A spoonful of sugar. That's been frozen. um, (laughs) More sugar. It helps the medicine go down and your trousers. It's got almost like a savoury character that I think is quite distinctive Mm. of Moselle. I often think of it as a a slight mushroomy note sometimes. It's funny you should say that. I was thought of getting something a bit more musty. And And maybe sort of orange blossom and honeysuckle. Mm. It's really pretty. I like it. Isn't it? A wine that sort of went out of fashion, wasn't it associated yeah. with sort of German hocks and all that kind of ba- carry on? Yeah, it basically got sort of tarred with the same brush as sort of hocks, leaf round milk, blue naan, all made from grapes that weren't actually reasoning, like sort of cheaper um, grapes and that. I think they suffer from the um, the shape of the bottle. Yeah, it I looks like fashioned. I think people will look at it and think... Yeah. I really like that, though. I do as well. I think it's... Do you it's like the bottle or you like yeah, the wine? Yeah, I like the shape of the bottle. I think it's stunning. I think that another... it's much more elegant on a... Oh, there's table. another German nice. style that's quite similar. That's very dry. White uh, uh, begins with G. Grünewaldliner. Yes, ah. which is Austrian. Austrian. That's what I meant. Um, yes. Often get those two mixed up, don't you? <laughs> Historically. Yeah. Um, yes, we got Grünewaldliner, which is um, from some Austria. And um, that's slightly different. It's not quite as floral. It's not so aromatic. But it's dry. It's but very, it's dry. In the summer, that stuff is amazing. Can yeah. you bring it out in next mm. time? Yeah, I might do an aromatic. I might do a Gruner and a Gewürz. And, yes. and look at look at two kind of aromatic ones. Yeah. And also another thing about Riesling, if you're someone who doesn't like oak or oaked 
white, mm. then I mean, I don't think I've ever come across an oak freezing in my life. So basically, if you like low alcohol, floral, slightly off dry, fresh, crisp, mm. even if it's mm. got sweetness in, if you've got light, light, nice acid, then a reason could be for you. Now let's try the... Yeah, let's um, do the other one. The other oh, 8.5 uh, as well. Oh, is it is. an Aussie? Is it the other one, the Aussie? Mm-hmm. But is there any but reason why, mm. like the Australians have put it in a similar shaped, tall, long neck oh. bottle... Oh, sorry, that was what um, I was sort of getting at. Is there a, is there is there a set there, of rules and is regulations? Is there a reason why and... that's, that's the case or it's just to distinguish it? Um, it's just to distinguish it. Like, in Australia, you don't have rules and regulations. Of course you do. About no, anything. but Riesling isn't just like a geographically protected you, style of wine that you have to winemakers. make according so to. Ob- so all. they obviously do have rules and regulations. You know, for example, in a... Sauvignon, mm. you can put Sauvignon on the label, but it doesn't have to be 100% Sauvignon. There can be a little bit of other things in there. So they have their own rules and regulations to govern kind of quality and whatnot, but it's not nearly as prescriptive as in Europe. And I would suggest that the reason they put it in this bottle is um, to show it's an aromatic yeah. variety. It's instantly identifiable on the shelf yeah. as an aromatic because it's in this flute. This is £14 pounds. Um, right. Again, okay. from Sainsbury's. You're stepping up. Well, but, thank you for buying. <coughs> nice one. Thank you, Sainsbury's. Uh, you, can you see that it smells quite different? Absolutely. So where I, I sensed sweetness coming, you can't here, get it's much at more all. savoury. Yeah, isn't and, it? and actually in Australia, um, Riesling's really trendy. Uh, it's a real. They have a lot of um, Oriental food. They've got a big foodie wine culture, and the Australians will drink um, a. I think sparkling wine and. Riesling in a way that we just don't drink it over here. It's really nice. And um, so this is from the Eden Valley. So it's, it's um, so it's in the south of Australia, near the Barossa Valley. And Eden Valley and Clare Valley are <coughs> known for Riesling. Have a um, drink. It's much more balanced. But also, I can imagine in more temperate weather. Mm. It would be amazing, right? Drinking it in early mm. February is probably not at its. That's not the time to drink it. Mm. Another thing as well is um, the interesting thing. So if you had a blind tasting and you had these two wines next to each other, someone like myself (laughs) should be able to identify the two of them quite easily Mm. because of the the low alcohol, the Mm. lack of oak, the acid, the sweetness in the first one. And then on this one, I don't know what you guys think, but it's got, and I wrote this down because I couldn't remember it. They have these kind of, Aromas of petrol and kerosene, which is a well-known tasting you know term. I, when I first Whoa. smelt it, I thought, you know, sometimes you go to a petrol station and and, yeah, yeah, and, about le- and a bit later you'll be like, and you you spilled some petrol on your yeah. you don't shoes. You don't even put diesel <laughs> in that <laughs> van. Yeah. In the post office van. van. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I said before, reasons high in flavour compounds called monoterpenes, which are the floral aromas. But apparently, this kerosene aroma, which um, you can get on this one, is from something called TDN, which is a hydrocarbon. It's uh, called one one six trimethyl one two. Dihydroapthethylene. No, it's quite interesting because it um, obviously um, shows that there's all kinds of science and chemistry. To yeah. to I'm amazed, favorite. actually, you say, if you tasted those next to each other, that mm. is, I mean, I don't want to mm. just uh, blow smoke up your backside, but that yeah. is quite impressive because they are, I would Very probably, different. I would have them next to each other and then I'd have to go back to the first one and say, mm, that might be a dessert wine because it's completely different. This is like a really dry white wine. This but, is what mm. I'd have as an aperitif and the other one I'd feel more like I could I could have that, that would be great with a curry or after this, yeah, this yeah. would be when I'm buying the Riesling I'm nailing it <laughs> when I'm trying to buy Riesling mm. I'm always paranoid because it's so easy to get the wrong one but I do think that when I have got the right one it's really Delicious. good value 
as well. Um, is it price lower? Oh my god, it's such good value. But is that because it's hamstrung by this sort of association with with all I those? I think it is because the, 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 the really kind of sad thing in certainly in Germany is everything's hand picked. You know, you've got these really steep slopes, so they all the grapes are hand picked. They're kind of made kind of lovingly. The wines, mm. but it is quite a cheap process. These wines, they're not kept in the cellar for long. Right, so they're not going in expensive oak. You know, you've got the cost of obviously looking after the grapes and whatnot, and then hand picking. But then it's a quite a simple fermentation. It's you know, okay, so stainless steel, ferment it, out it goes into the bottle. I think if you're comparing it to something like Chablis, yeah, or something which I would, am I right in saying that that would sort of suit a similar occasion? Um, a Riesling yes, and a Chablis, yes, yes, but I Chablis would. is really quite expensive. It is, even, it is, even, yeah. and, and, Whereas this it just seems to be a kind of very good value. Obviously, you can get a Chablis at the same price as that. There's shortlist reason. The oh, yeah, one. sure, sure. Yeah. But, but they are the same. And often, you're more likely to have some oak on sort of Premier crew level Chablis. And Chablis has that same raciness, tightness, tartness, mm. a bit more honey. But um, basically, delicious, delicious It's amazing. Wines. I'm really pleased you brought those in and they are, I'm going to get some of that McGuigan I think that's uh, it's good isn't yeah, it yeah. you've actually converted if me McGuigan are listening yeah they can. <laughs> I know you've had the love already but yeah. McGuigan 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 I love Neil I love me, Brian free booze, <laughs> and I think they should send a couple of cases to us and testament to that tasting mm. is the fact that we, we've pretty much drunk two glasses we've sculled it uh, thank you very much Sam that was brilliant Pleasure. and uh, enough lubrication to get us all ready for Ben, ben. now who's going ben. to give us a legend of liquor and Ben Tell the listeners, who are we going to know? Well, lubrication is a rather apt introduction, Tom. I don't know if you did it deliberately, because we are going to Amsterdam's red light district. <sighs> anyway, if you go to Amsterdam, yeah. before I start, the Eurostar is soon to open a service that goes straight from London to Amsterdam. Yes. Right yeah. through, yeah. Which How is long will re- it take? I think it takes about three hours. I mean, you can get to Amsterdam. It'd be better to just build a new tunnel, wouldn't it? Direct, because I'm assuming... What, from Hull? Yeah. No. (laughs) Not Hull. (laughs) I love Hull. Uh, Not Hull. (laughs) Not there, though. (laughs) No, my legend of liquor, ladies and gentlemen, is... Well, firstly, you're a star to Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Amsterdam, if you're into beer, is arguably one of the greatest beer cities at the moment. It's brilliant. Why don't we go on a a company jolly? We should do. We should do, yeah. They've got great gin. They've got great gin. They've got wine. Mm. They don't, no, Dutch, no, don't, Dutch wine. don't do wine. Huh. But Amsterdam's great beer town. Uh, loads of really good breweries cropping up. But one that's been there for a while is called the the Braille Brewery. Oh. And it is run by a guy called Furcock, which sounds like <laughs> something you get after a visit to the... Uh, hey, really like this brilliant. Trip. But in <laughs> fact, it's not. He's a very Furcock? nice man. No, I don't. So. I'm, I'm on board. I'm mean, <laughs> good. So, 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 get me wrong. Me. So in, um, I'm, just, I'm just reading too much. So Fur and I've just realised Ben's poured himself yeah, I'm a fucking great big glass of the reason. Yeah, well, and why it. not? McGuigan, I love yeah, you. These guys. <laughs> so in 2002, he set up a brewery called Deprile with his mate Arnu. They Arnu are Cock? Arnu Koi. Oh. No. His brother? No. Oh, I thought you said his brother. <laughs> no, his mate. Oh, okay. Did I say his brother? No, I wasn't mate. listening, I was too busy drinking the wine. Right, listen, I'm going to start this again. So Arnu and Fur yeah. um, are brewers, but they were formerly two psychiatric nurses. And uh, they're very nice guys. And, their job, and they're brothers. No, they're not fucking brothers. They are just colleagues. They're just mates, right? Who make, why have they got different names no, if they're they brothers? Why have they got the same surname? No, they have not. They've, two one's cocks called is Fur, Furcock. <laughs> An Anu Koi, all right? No. Yeah. yeah. Your corrections are undermined by the fact that you admit you're not listening. 
Okay. I am. I'm all ears. I'm I, right. I knew they weren't both called Cock. No, no. So. But okay, so they started mm. a brewery in 2002 because at the time they were psychiatric nurses mm. and home brewers. Mm-hmm. Did they meet at work? Yeah, they met. They met at work. Well, they lived in the same house. They grew up. <laughs> <laughs> They're home brewers. They, yeah, yeah, brothers. They shared a bedroom. Well, okay, <laughs> they are brothers. These two brothers, right? <laughs> they started this brewery in 2000. Took to Prowl. They're psychiatric nurses, and their job was to get their clients, their patients, into some kind of work to oh, brilliant, inta- mm. integrate them back into society. And basically, it was stuff like they were making furniture repairing bikes, baking breads, and they were they sort of get them placements, but they were temporary placements and they were sort of mm. so people would do all right for a bit and they'd get a bit of a lift from from their troubles. But then have to try and find somewhere else. And they'd find them somewhere else and there was no sort of longevity to it. But on you know, out of work they were home brewing for mates and stuff like this and then they decided that they set up a brewery and everyone who works in the brewery is someone who suffers from some kind of mental illness of some description. I assume so, they get paid. They get paid. I mean, I don't think they get paid loads mm. because still, it's, they're, they're still getting, on. I mean, it's, it's, it's Holland, so it's all part of a you know a social well, welfare scene, welf- welfare scene which is very well funded. And so you go to this brewery in Red Light District, and they're surrounded by temptation, debauchery. Mm. Um, oh. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's so a they very, have people with so they have people with alcohol problems massively. Yeah, lots yeah. of people there who've, who've for some reason or other have got alcohol dependency on it. Well, so, who work in the brewery? Yeah, so the, the whole thing is well, you're, obviously your, your first question as well is yeah. that a good place for them? And yeah. their answer is a very valid one in so much as they say, well, everyone we know who works for us, we have a file on them. We know exactly mm. if any of them have got an alcohol dependency, and we know that. Whereas most employers. If you've got employers mm, who, who drink too much know. or have no, they can hide it very well. There's a myth that if you work in a brewery or distillery or winemakers, mm. that you're allowed to drink whilst mm. you're working. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, the, the irony, of course, is as we know from all the brewery tours we've been on, you, it's quite. Um, how can I put this and still sound like I care about our subject? It's quite a dull <laughs> process, isn't it? It's quite a manufacturing yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, no... I mean, there can be romance written around it, as we know. Yes. We do have to write some yeah. serious bullshit. But it's quite a sort of staple manufacturing process. So Absolutely. And, puts you off and, and, and what the beauty of this is, is that there's guys there who are working on the bottling line. There's, there's the brewer who, I think the brewer, when I went, and this was a, quite a few years ago, he was highly aspergic, mm. which given what a brewer's skills are, it's actually quite mm. beneficial because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an attention to detail. Yeah. It's not um, going off in different tangents. They you know exactly how a beer is brewed oh. consistently. And the beers they brew are fantastic. They're really good beers. So it's not, it's not a challenge. Do you know how many people work there? Like, we're talking oh, like there are hundreds. Oh, there are hundreds. Some massive. people come in for like one afternoon a week. Mm. The environment there... It's really nice. And it's really community. It's uh, it's really it's a safe place for them. But they're also people are getting loads back from it because it's not a charity. Mm. Well, it is a charity, but the beers mm. that they're making can stand up against anything else that's being brewed in in Holland and elsewhere. And what's it called again? What's the, the name um, of the brewery? De Now you used to be able to get the beers over here. They used to be named after famous Dutch singers. Mm. And one was called Willie. One was called Johnny. And then there was quite a few of rude ones. But they've actually got rid of them and the names and, and just replaced them with the styles. Um, you can't get the beers over here, but if you go to Amsterdam, it's for a start, it's a good excuse to go to Red Light District. You can say, look, I'll be back in an hour. I'm just going to go and <laughs> Try some see some charity. Uh, <laughs> but the beers are really, really, really good, and it's a really cool Lager bar as well. Lager-type beers. Uh, IPAs, triples, mm. mostly Belgian in, mm, style. in style, but they've also got American accent as well. We've been to loads of breweries, and 
they're great. The stories often, like we started home brewing, then we started mm. a brewery, and now we're doing really well. And our beer's really nice. But that's a massive all, USP. But yeah. I really yeah, yeah, remember that. But the best thing one. is, the best thing is that they don't play on it. There's nothing on the bottle. And how do you spell it for people who might listen to might want to Google D-E, it? D E. Yeah. One word, and then the second word is P R A E L. Well, when the Euro star gets there in three hours, yeah, sign me you up. Just go, just mm. go. Love it. I'm um, going to Google that. Yeah, fair but play. That is, um, that is but they're really good. They're really nice. Bit, and he's a, they're very nice guys, and are doing good stuff. And the more you drink, the more you help. help. Yeah. More help. I think the alcohol industry as a whole could do probably a bit, a bit more, more in kind of community in, care. Yeah, it helps, it helps the industry, doesn't it? Because when it's under pressure, it's a nice thing to do. Makes you know, these the, people, you when good. I spoke to the people who are working there, they're, they're just saying, this is, if it wasn't for this, I'd be in a terrible way. Mm, yeah. um, and they've only ever had to sack two people. One was smoking a spliff whilst working there, which is not allowed, even mm. in Red Light District. And the other one was stood in a big bucket of water and sticking his finger in his socket so Furcock went yeah he had to go because that is quite oh, dangerous that is bad uh, that's, that's, a, is, that's um, a less amusing note to end on <laughs> no uh, but still so, it certainly beats the hell out of a legend of liquor that was a horse <laughs> so well done well done Ben thank you very thank much thank you very much thank, thank you very you, much bro. for listening through all of that listeners please uh, tell all your friends we need more listeners please do follow us on Twitter at Thinking Drinks uh, Sam you're at uh, the Mistress of Wine. Yeah, so follow us or on Twitter. Or even at Mistress of Wines, actually. At Mistress of Wines. Know your social media. <laughs> yeah. and, Sam, bef- come and, on. and before we go, this podcast will be going out on the Friday. So if you are listening in the London area... Which is or indeed exactly the London, is Or even, the London yes. Luton area, which is part of London, according to the airport. Well, Luton, um, Luton still, yeah. Still, Luton is part of London. You're going to talk about tickets to our show. Mm. Yes, yeah, so there are still some tickets to yeah, our show. Yeah, yeah, so come Luton. to Luton. Eat. If you live in London, it's a very short trip mm. uh, to Luton. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left. But if you want to come to our show in Reading on a Saturday, you can't. Bad luck. Well, yeah, we've sold, sold out. out. But you can come and see us in Chipping Norton on the 17th what? of March. Oh, it's nice there. Thank you, Cameron. That's, uh, come on. I, I, and you Irish can day. stop dicking around with pigs. On Saturday Kitchen, this Sam's Saturday. going to be on Saturday Kitchen, so tune into that on BBC One on Saturday 10 morning, ten o'clock. And we are going to be in London on the fourteenth of April at the Underbelly. Now, this is a big venue to fill, so yeah, please, please, please. It's really fucking embarrassing. That's, that's if no one, one of comes. the worst. That's one of the worst things we've got ahead of us because there's a lot of tickets to sell there. So please come and see us there. Watch Sam on the telly and tune in next week. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Drink less, drink better, and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.